Hello, everyone. This is Kristen Stavros again with Windermere Whidbey, and I am on the phone interviewing our top producer at Windermere Whidbey, Annie Cash. Annie started her real estate career back in 2007 and has some phenomenal perspective about what it's like to be a new agent when you're facing an economic crisis. So, <laughs> Annie, um, I want you to just kind of tell us uh, what it was like back then, and then um, we'll get into kind of what you can tell agents who maybe just started or are still in their first couple years here and are, are we're ramping up their business. And with all this uncertainty, uh, I know you can relate and give us, give them some kind of perspective on what it's like to have come through that. Um, okay, sure. So where do you want me to start with that long list? <laughs> I know, that was a lot. That was a lot. So why don't you um, just give us a little bit of a snippet of what it was like for you back in 2007 when you first started and then um, kind of what happened and what it felt like to you uh, when 2008 hit. So it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, I started, I, um, I had a, a new baby. My husband at the time was on deployment and I'm starting this new career and I was very excited. And I've, you know, as a, as on my history, I've tended to be, you know, relatively successful in what I put my mind to because I, I'm kind of an all in type of person. So, Hardest working woman I've ever met. So I jump in and I'm ready and I'm excited and I'm kind of looking around the office and, um, you know, from a, from a real estate perspective, I'm not able to tell you what the signs were or what the shift looked like because I was brand new. I literally didn't know anything except that I was ready and willing and just down for this journey. And but it was a pretty casual um, atmosphere at my office mm -hmm. at that point. Um, you know, I was kind of asking around, like, what do I do? Where do I go? How do we do this? And it was <laughs> like, well, you, you call, you put a sign up and you get a bunch of phone calls and you sell houses and pretty great. <laughs> so, um, I did not have that um, that experience. So because I, I was new, I didn't have connections. I didn't have a sphere. I didn't have, you know, all those things that people say would be great that you have. Um, I just <laughs> hunkered down and did what the broker told me to do, which was be in the office, learn the inventory, do the steps, do the stuff, and it's going to pay off. And, mm -hmm. and it didn't. It didn't pay off and I'm a very impatient person I don't have in case you know me I don't understatement so you know after about a month of putting in the time I'm like hey where where's my success what's happening and nothing was happening and mm -hmm. um, and so I you know, stayed the course and did more and in the office. And then I'm starting to see, I didn't know why. Um, I didn't know that we were headed towards, you know, the precipice of doom. But <laughs> I, you know, I stayed the course and I'm digging in. And, and then I decided, you know, I really need to, to just talk to the people that I 
I respect. I like to see how, how they do business, how they handle themselves. And so I went, you know, I took people, um, took people to lunch. I had zero money. You know, we, we were just, just in the dregs. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a dismal time, but, um, took people to lunch, asked the questions, offered to do open houses, offered to do any slave labor that I could possibly do that I would see them in their element because I didn't have clients and I didn't have a sphere and I just would sit at my desk and look around and go, Mm. I'm I'm ready, but I don't know what I should be doing. Right. And so that's where, you know, Joe Masolino was somebody that really changed my, my world when he Mm. told me the hard fact that you need to prepare for, for two years. It takes two years to build a business. And at this point, you know, (laughs) my (laughs) husband and I are like, uh, what? Two years? I thought it was two months. Yeah. I mean, I'm, but I'm working and I'm here and I'm trying and nope. So two years. And, and so I, he's like, that's what it takes. Even if you have a rocking first year and you start in a hot market you still don't have a business base until you've spent two years and you've got those people that you have helped purchase or you have helped sell until they spread the word. And that right. takes time. So right. you think of your clients that are repeat clients. It doesn't happen in two months. It takes years to evolve. And so cultivating those habits and patterns, um, I, that put me back in my place. And I was like, okay, I need to realize that I'm not going to be a rock star in a month. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to, I'm in the long, the long game. Awesome advice. And what else, like from a hustler perspective and from an activities perspective, what was the advice you were hearing that was most um, useful in terms of what you should be doing with your time? Because like you said, you didn't have a sphere. You didn't know anybody. You're staring around. And yeah, it takes two years, but what are you doing in those two years? So activities were, you know, I, I wasn't in my own business. I was in their business. Got it. And that was helpful because I didn't have any business. So (laughs) holding, you know, Mary Ellen's open houses, holding Mm -hmm. Joe's open houses. Um, I remember getting in Joe's car and we were going to his listing that was beautiful. And I was doing an open house like none other. And I had fresh flowers and stuff. And, and he, you know, he's like, that's great, but I'm going to talk to you about septic. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that looks like? And I'm like, nope. And he, you know, so I was literally just taking whatever he would give me. And I was with his clients, watching him, watching, watching him re- with his rapport with other agents and how important that relationship was. Um, right. So deepening your knowledge base, not absolutely. just putting the, the lipstick on, the, the fresh flower sort of face, but right. being, being right. around people who knew what they were exactly. doing. And hearing what they said and not just going, yeah, 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 that's great, but I've got fresh flowers and I'm going to make this work. It was like, no, this is, this is the, you the have meat. to build your foundation. These are the bones and you know, the, yeah. the lipstick will come, but you got to start with the bones. So what did you do? I mean, I, and I not having been through that time, I can imagine though that all these, um, those, these busier agents that you sort of um, went under their wing and observed and participated with pretty soon their business kind of dried up as well. Right. Or Ish. Did 
ish. It, it evolved. It evolved, but you know, I didn't. Let me correct myself. I didn't go out with every single agent. I picked. I'm looking, and I'm not picking that person that's always super great, but not very busy. I went after the agents that were also great, but were were working, and they were in it, and they were focused. And that's who I emulated. That's who I asked the questions. That's who I hopped in their car and begged for nuggets of information. So it wasn't a, hey, anybody will take me. I'll, I'll do it. It was, I want this person. I want to know how they do it. I want to see how they see, hear what they hear, and learn what they're saying. Um, and even and so- if you didn't understand it, being humble enough to know that, you know, it's because you didn't have the experience, not because you're smarter than them. I see that sometimes with new agents. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I'm not going to fight you. You, you know, I don't, I knew a lot about managing a furniture store at that point. I could tell you (laughs) how to coach a gymnastics class. I could not tell you anything about real estate and being a real estate quote professional. Mm -hmm. That's just not going to cut it. So where do you get that information? You're not going to get it from a book. You're going to get it from real experience. And until you have real experience, you need to hear it from somebody else. So So, Annie, for people who just, you know, look at you and um, how successful you are and how hardworking and all those things, it's hard for them to imagine that you were ever scared or ever unsure or, you know, ever feeling the feelings that many new agents are probably feeling anyway, even in a strong market in their first couple of years, but now with all of what is going on, might really be feeling that. Can you, like, did you feel, like, oh, describe that? Um, I, in case you, you don't know me, um, <laughs> and some people don't take me up on it, but I have a huge soft, tender, gushy heart for new agents. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to help and to be a resource because it sucks. Mm -hmm. And I remember it. I remember the visceral pain to this day of, I don't know what I'm doing. I really want to get somewhere big. I want to support my family. I want to be helpful. I want to do this. And I'm struggling and I don't know what I'm saying and I'm scared I'm going to guide somebody wrong. And, but to do that, I have to have somebody to guide and I don't, and I'm freaking out. I mean, there's so many layers of being a new agent and, um, and it's not fun. And did you ever think about quitting during that time? Only twice a day, every day. Um, (laughs) And I think everybody does. You know, I mean, you, it's, it's a tough, high climb and, Mm -hmm. and it's nothing but, you know, the trial by fire is true. You, you're just, everything is different, even for experienced agents, nothing Mm -hmm. is the same every day. And so Mm -hmm. when you're a new person and your, your climate is evolving daily and you don't even know what the original was like and now it's changing it's Mm -hmm. it's terrifying you're constantly spinning yeah so yeah yeah. so you made it through though and even though you were thinking twice a day you know about there was doubts in your head you made it through so where did you derive your motivation and your strength to get through that time um I would say it's it's about finding 
what isn't there. So I just, you know, I looked around and I'm like, okay, she's seems to have military on lock. This guy has the silver haired population down this person. I mean, like everybody had their mm -hmm. niche and, mm -hmm. and then as things started to fall apart, how did that niche evolve? And so I had to say, where do I fit? And how can I bring something to the table that somebody else isn't? And, and that was staging. That mm -hmm. was a constant communication that I was seeing a lot of people weren't offering because they had so many clients and it was just kind of a drop in the bucket and, oh yeah, you know, kind of a, meh, not a big deal. And it was, you know, really quality photos a different type of marketing remarks where it wasn't just three beds, two baths, come see. I mean, it was kind of a, a language that evoked something in a person and, and just starting with baby steps. And I had no money, of course. So my sweet, sweet husband at the time did not care that we ate dinner on the floor because my dining table was in somebody else's house. <laughs> All of our art was elsewhere. I mean, we literally... Mm -hmm. I had nothing mm -hmm. because that's yep. what I had to use. But it made. But that difference. didn't stop you from doing it to the highest caliber you possibly could, even without, like you said, with broker than broke. You can't. You can't go into this without jumping into the deep end. You know, you like you if you doing it the way you will ten years from now, at right from the very beginning. Yeah, you can't half-ass it. You know, you can put a pillow in the corner of a room, but that's not staging. You know, right. how can, how can you do this? And no, I didn't have a moving truck. No, I didn't have four storage units. No, I didn't have mortgage payments or rent payments, actually. I mean, it was tight and scary, but I knew that if I wanted to get somebody else to say my name when they were referring somebody, I had to stand out and nobody yep. was staging and nobody was evoking anything with their marketing at that mm -hmm. time. So it's, finding a, a new place. Well, and just to give the, the listeners a perspective from my per, from what I have seen, Annie, you have been at this for 13 years and you didn't even get your first like assistant or buyer's agent or your moving truck or like anything until maybe what, five years ago. I mean, you, you got up to number one or you know, number two in this area without any of that. It wasn't until you were solidly solidly at that place for like a few years that you even began to to do that right and I think you know I did have um yeah various degrees of, of you know experimenting with with an assistant and what what a team member looks like and trying to figure that out um I am also you know a self-proclaimed control freak as a lot of top producers are and so it's it's hard it's hard to give up that control yeah it worked yeah. so hard to get here and I, I really, but I'm trying really hard. And part of that is I want to maintain what I do and then still go to my kids' baseball games, still right. go to his everything. And I can't yeah. do that if I am doing every single piece of every single part of my business. Yeah. But just to demonstrate to people who kind of look at you now or the new people who are just getting into the industry and they think, oh, well, yeah, it's easy for her. She's got you know, all these things in place. And that just wasn't the case. You, you were able to build it. Um, like it you said, from zero. yeah, from zero lesson. So, okay, great. Now let's, um, transition a little bit to what's happening right now. And, you know, 
we don't really, I think, fully know what's happening right now or what the future holds, but give me sort of some perspective on how today's uncertain economic um, situation and kind of the unknowns of the future, does it feel like maybe it felt like in 2008? And how is that, how do you think it's different? And what do you think, you know, new agents should be, obviously it's not the same thing. What should they be considering with this, this uncertain time right now? You know, it's really, it's hard to say. Um, and I think that it's, it's changing, you know, it's so dynamic and our market is always dynamic, but at this point it's a matter of, okay, it's been four hours. Now, where are we? Um, yeah. <clears throat> I can't, again, I can't compare where we're going to where I was because I was brand new. And so I didn't have any type of, of point to, to compare it to. Cause I was starting from negative a thousand. I mean, I literally sold like 11 houses in three years. So it was mm-hmm. brutal. Mm-hmm. This, but that what, what I will say is, <clears throat> excuse me what is it going to be similar and what is going to get people through and what is going to make the difference in my opinion is pulling yourself out of it. You know, I think agents are so quick to just make it about them and well, what, what about my commission? We're supposed to close. And what about, no, you know, it's, we are, this is bigger than us. This is bigger. I mean, this is a global problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you are so wrapped up in your closing, what's going to happen with your listing? What about those people that you're trying to help? You know, what about, Mm -hmm. what about your inspectors? What about your appraisers? What about, I mean, there is, it takes a village literally to sell a house and every single one of us is, is facing a different side of it. So for the agents that are, um, closing up shop and they're tightening their purse strings and they're looking at it from, you know, a financially scary point of view, then, you know, I'll see you when you're doing barista at somewhere else. Cause it's not, right. you have to be able to pull your face out of it and think about other people. And, mm-hmm. and that will get you back to what real estate is really about which isn't, well, how many listings did you do? And what's your numbers and what's your stats and what's your da da da. It's right. How many people did you, how many people did you pull out of a nightmare? How, how many people that were in the military, but couldn't relocate because of DOD restrictions, you got their household, you kept them in a rental, you got them through, you helped them through probably the, one of the scariest parts of times of their lives. Yeah. One of my um, favorite uh, stories that I have about you is watching some of your most proud closings, like the closings that you are like just so incredibly happy about have been on mobile park units at like that sold for like $30,000 because you literally made such a huge difference in these people's lives and completely helped them in their hugest time of need. And I don't see you celebrating anywhere near that level based on the price. You know, when you closed on um, your first, well, at least when I was around your first million plus home, it was like, okay, yep, done next. Um, But when you 
were able to help someone in their dire straits. And I'm pretty sure like you probably made negative amount on that deal. Um, But that was, that's when like you really get to see what people's core are about. And that to me um, is what has driven your success is that core where your core comes from in this business for sure. Well, and I think that that's, that's kind of a litmus test. You know, if you're an agent because you think it's quick money and you're going to, it's going to be boom, boom, boom. And then paychecks roll in, then it's not the right industry because this is, you know, it's true. My most proud was a a mobile in a park that we sold for $3,000. And and it was a nightmare situation for these people. And I staged it. I had professional photography. It didn't matter. It didn't yeah. matter. You know, I see a lot of agents that give, you know, one, you know, uh, if it's this price, you get this kind of service. And that's just not the way this is. And that yeah. seller gave me a Christmas ornament that I have to this day that I pull out every Christmas. And it just, mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. makes sure. me tear up. Yeah, it's, it's what it's all about. It's truly what it's all about. And the beautiful thing about this industry is that, um, and, and this is why I even got into this industry is because I interviewed you. I talked to you and to hear you communicating in this way to say, you can make the focus of all of this. You, you need to make the focus of all of this um, about people and their, you know, what they're going through in their lives and from the heart, from the heart, not from the pocketbook, but from your heart. And that will beget success if you stay that course and you stay in that focus. Um, so it's been amazing to, to know you and to have your mentorship over the years. Um, and this is great that you're being able to share this with, um, agents who really probably need to hear it right now. So, okay. I heard you say, and just may, I just want to make sure I heard this correctly. So some of the things that you would tell, um, newer agents or even experienced agents who kind of want to re like start again, like come back to the drawing board, reevaluate and redesign is that, you know, learn from the best, um, not just the best in numbers, but people that you see out there in their industry that are doing it the way that you want to do it to the degree of quality and, and quantity that, that combination. And then the second was don't skimp, right? So don't skimp, do it the way you're going to do it. 10, you know, that you want to do it when you've succeeded from ground zero from day one. And that, and that doesn't mean I don't want people to misunderstand that that means, well, I have to spend a lot of money. I didn't have any money to spend. It's your time. It's your energy. That's what you're spending. And that's the most, you know, valuable asset that you have. And if you're just throwing signs up and sending out blanket postcards that the other nine agents are doing as well, that's not the same. You know, Mm -hmm. how, where do you fit into this market and where do you fit into somebody's life and how can you, how can you change that? Um, Well, and I guess not skimping on, it's not just not skimping on doing professional photography or, or yeah, like the lipstick part, but it's also not skimping on your, your knowledge base for your clients. So doing like staying up until midnight to research what, you know, manufactured home regulations require and, you know, learning about actually learning about how a septic system works, not just saying, Oh, the septic inspector takes care of that. I don't need to know anything about this. Right. I mean, we, I just think that agents need to, uh, 
and they also, they need to slow down. Like I, I'm an impatient person. So if I had to tell myself something today that, you know, back to my person back in 2007, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, slow down and figure out what is really important. And then you have to keep doing it. You know, I see a lot of agents, and this is not rocket science. This is not new information. You can talk to anybody that's successful, and they're going to tell you the same things. But it's true, and people don't mm-hmm. want to do it because it's hard, and it takes yeah. a long time. Yeah. And had I, you know, and I was people-centric. I was focused on the right things. But when it comes to, okay, this is my plan. I'm going to give this a shot. You give it three months, and then you don't get anything from it, so you stop. That if I was doing something today that I started 12 and a half years ago, I'm like, imagine where I would be, but I'm not, you know, so stop reinventing the wheel. Stop stopping. You know, you have to realize where the importance is and then stick to it for a minimum of a year. And even if you don't get something from it in a month or in six months, it will pay off, but you have to be in it for the long game. Yeah, totally. that's great. My, my next point was literally um, that I wrote down was commit to the hard work. Like, don't, yeah, like you said, don't just do it once off. Don't expect a, an immediate return. One of the beautiful things about this industry is that if you do something consistently over a very long period of time and you work hard, like it will come. It's just a matter of time. And we all have our places where we can do that and where we can't. And you have to decide what's important. Like I don't have a six pack abs or as you know, a six pack or (laughs) fabulous legs because yeah, if I consistently worked out, I would, but But, you can do a one armed handstand, (laughs) but I don't have a six pack. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we all have our places that we are willing to be consistent and real estate is where I am dedicated to being consistent my physical self-care not so much so i mean mm-hmm. you got to mm-hmm. kind of figure out what what the right what, balance is yeah what gives yeah totally well and mindset i mean we've kind of danced around this but you're basically saying that um even not when you're in serious doubt and you think uh you know you you should be quitting twice a day and if it, the world's you know just crumbling but you managed to stay focused in kind of an abundance and service mindset. And that is what I hear at least through everything that you're saying is truly what got you through. It was, I mean, and the fact that I, I'm, I'm a, I refuse to fail person. So I'm like, okay, well, it's not going to take me two weeks to be there, but it might take me five years and I, I'm not, I just can't stop. I can't quit. And you know, real estate, is is an industry that it's going to make you or break you and it's going to break your heart a few times a month and you're going to learn a lot about yourself and you're going to learn a lot about humanity for better or for worse and it will change you to your Mm. core if Mm. you're in the right industry if you're in it for a check you know you're going to get some checks and then you're going to get some kudos and some pats on the back and some thanks and then you're going to be out because you, you need to be, um, yeah. you know, I'm saying the same thing. It, it, it needs to come from the right. Yeah, exactly. It needs to come from your core. And it, it is, you have so much opportunity for this 
in this industry to develop as a person. Okay. So Annie, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, thank you so much for this, but I just, I know a lot of people who are going to listen to this first at first know you and, and probably know your story a little bit. This is um, probably a huge revelation for, for some of them who only see you from a distance, but for people who totally don't understand who Annie Cash is, I just want to give a little perspective and correct me if I've got my numbers a little bit wrong, but Annie has been, um, number one or number two, I think almost for the last 10 years. And a, a few years ago, I saw Annie do something like 75 to 80 deals. And that was without a buyer's agent. So that was just Annie doing those deals. And she, you know, some people are going to be thinking when they hear that, oh man, that's, you know, too much. She probably uh, couldn't give the attention to her clients. I am telling you people, I have never seen anything like this woman. She gave the most top quality communication service and care for these 80 clients in a year that I have ever seen. I, I still wonder how you, how you do it all, but it's definitely comes from, you are driven from this place of giving back and serving people. I think to the way you, you think everyone should be served. Like you have a real mission to demonstrate that this is what people deserve in terms of their real estate experience. And I think that is huge. So thank well, you so much. I appreciate that. I would say the last thing I would say is, um, you know, I think a lot of people are, well, treat people as you would like to be treated. And I heard somewhere, you know, treat others as they want to be treated. And that right. really stuck with me because, because mm. again, it's not about us. You know, how do they want to be treated? What's, a, what's important to them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see agents saying, well, this is just the way that I you know, I don't, I don't want to um, give a buyer's book or I don't want to give a buyer's presentation. I, I just, I just tell them, you know, it's just, I've got a verbal present. Well, what if they're a visual learner? What if they, you know, you really need to cater to where people are at, not where your comfort zone is, but their comfort zone. And I see you being able, you have a, a toolbox a mile deep um, and you are able to really meet people where they're at the way they need it, which is such a beautiful thing to witness. Well, thanks. Okay. <laughs> I told you I wouldn't keep you too long. Um, is there any last tidbits you would want to tell agents out there right now? Um, don't take this as, you know, this is a, this is easy or easy for me. I mean, it's every day is, is also, it's got fear in it. There's anxiety in it. I mean, this is not, well, I've been doing this. So now I, I get it. This is a, a constant wheel and we are in unsettling times and I'm certainly firmly in that boat as well. So it's just mm -hmm. about how we all pivot, how we, how we rotate and be flexible mm -hmm. with where this market is going. And if it's going down, then how do we, how do we maintain, how do we maintain the, the quality and clients emotions and our physical fear? I mean, there's just, there's a lot to be thinking about yeah. and it doesn't matter if you're a top producer or in your first month, we have the same fears and anxieties. And so we're still human. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, and I do think we're going to be okay. I don't think we're going to where we went in 2008. Um, but it's going to take a lot of listening and, and learning and, and slowing down a little bit. Totally. 
Yeah. I, yeah, I think you're right. It's not going to be, it's not the same, but we can talk about that more at a different time. Annie, thank you so much, so much, so much. And I will post on the show notes um, where people can find you, the Annie Cash team. If you Google it, you can find it easily. She's um, really present on Instagram and obviously Facebook, um, but go check out some of her videos too. I think you've got it. Do you have a YouTube channel where all your videos are collected? Um, Ish. <laughs> Ish. Okay. <laughs> go to Facebook and go to videos. Yeah. It'll be yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, Annie. I'll talk to you soon.